What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm the Blue Minis' fattest cousin, John. <laughs> I like that. I want to keep that in the show. But anyway, we are excited to bring to you episode three of the show. We're going to get into some reviews, finally. We've been talking about it for a while, but it, we're finally getting into the meat and potatoes of what we're going to be doing here every single week on the podcast. But first, we've had a lot of people that have asked us this question since the first two episodes have aired on Spotify and Apple Music or wherever you listen to the podcast. What's your favorite topping on pizza? No, n- not that one. Oh, okay. No, that was just a couple people. But okay. the first thing that a lot of people asked us was, what does jobber mean? Because they see the title Five Star Jobbers Podcast and everybody goes, well, what is a jobber? Like, what does that mean? So we thought that we would go into what that means because some people on here that have listened to us don't really watch wrestling or maybe this is their first time listening to a podcast that talks about wrestling. I guess it's a little inside baseball if you don't know. Exactly. Do you want to like? Do you want to kind of give an explanation to oh, it? Absolutely. You, we so, kind of give our explanation to it. So whenever anybody asked uh, over the last couple of weeks and they asked what a, what a jobber was, I said, well, in professional wrestling, everybody wants to win. So if you're winning, you're happy. Exactly. Nobody considers that a day of work if you're winning. But when you go and you lose and you have to be on the mat in the one, two, three, you're doing the J-O-B. That's right. You're doing the work. You're putting the other guy over. So you're a jobber. That's what they call them. So anyone that is there to specifically take a loss for someone in order to make them look better, they are considered a jobber. Now, why would we have that as our podcast title? I believe they call it an oxmoron, Cody. Exactly. Why we would have that as our title is because we want to put over professional wrestling. We want to put over events Whatever it may be, whether we have guests on the show or we're talking about a specific pay-per-view, we want to put over professional wrestling and professional wrestlers and give people something to listen to that maybe this is new for them, but they can get into the world of professional wrestling and enjoy it just like me and John do. Yep. I like yours a lot better than mine. I thought it meant we were five-star losers. Well, I mean, some people may consider that. You know, the Wagyu of losers. (laughs) Hey. Nothing wrong with a little wagyu every now and then. No, I mean, it's nice and juicy. Exactly. All right. If it's done right. <laughs> but we divert. Yeah, we diverse. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. We've got a lot to talk about. Number one thing, especially during this week, that has been on our minds. And well, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's, 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 we're, we're, we're ignoring the elephant in the room. It's not this week. It was last week. We're an episode behind. There yeah. was a guy, he was responsible for us being late. His name is me. I apologize to anybody who was fervent, you know, feverishly waiting on Spotify or Apple. I mean, I had all my family and friends yeah, say, my bad. when are y'all going to post another episode on here? And I keep saying, well, the, my co-host is nowhere to be found right now. He's off somewhere. I had, I had to whatever. do my other J-O-B. Exactly. So, but we are here. We're presenting these episodes to you now. We're sorry for the delay. We're going to do better. Like I said, this is our first time doing a podcast. We've got, we're going to get in a routine of it. It's going to get better. I can promise you. But Let's get to it. Let's get to it. The biggest topic that we're going to get into right now, before we get into reviews, the Raw after Mania and the whole debacle <laughs> after. Yeah, exactly. And I think 99.9% of all wrestling fans would agree with us. This was by far... The, the absolute worst, 
Raw after WrestleMania. I, I, I don't even know what these people were smoking backstage or what these people were thinking. I think they were smoking the uh, scripts that were much better than the ones they used. Exactly. So, obviously, big well, old Papa Vance is back in. And we know why. We know why. Uh, the dirt sheets were replete the very next day, and we still have certain wrestlers who have not shown up on TV since this Raw after WrestleMania. The edits were being made on the spot right before wrestlers were going out. I mean, Scripts were being applied to people who are perfectly good at going out and working in the ring Working on the mic without a script, just give them notes and points. They're professionals. Let them do their job. But no, Pop Events came back, and just like we said, I believe in episode two when we talked about in you know the sale to Endeavor, right. we knew there was the potential this would happen, and then lo and behold, it happened. Our suspicions were right. Unfortunately, you know we we hope for the for the best because we love this industry and we love the art form that is professional wrestling. It's it's just disappointing. It's, yeah. it's disappointing on so many levels because we've seen Triple H take it much further than what Vince was doing. Vince was pretty much just running it into the ground, but then Triple H pretty much Triple took H it to made new me heights. feel oozy. Exactly. He made all of us feel oozy. We all knew what it was like to feel oozy. I want to feel that again, but no, this last WrestleMania, this the after WrestleMania, okay. It, I understand I bad Storylines, but what I don't understand is how someone who grew up as a child of a professional wrestling promoter and a lifelong professional wrestling promoter has such terrible wrrestling psychology. It's because his ideas have become so antiquated where but they it doesn't were, make sense anymore. But they don't even make sense on a on an old scale. No, I mean, I mean, you have Cody Rhodes come out, and clearly, you've got backlash coming. Backlash meaning, you know, retribution. Yeah, exactly. And he loses to Roman Reigns. It writes itself. It's a rematch situation. It should be. He comes out. He talks about rematch. They they tease a tag team match instead. And the way they set it up, at first, I was all in. Oh, 100%. And Brock comes out. And it totally makes sense that Brock would come out. He's got nothing to lose. Exactly. He, he doesn't have a title, title shot as long as Roman Reigns is the champion. Right. And, I mean, they didn't really do much with him at WrestleMania with Omos other than, I don't know, stink up the ring for five minutes and then get out. Exactly. It looked, it made sense. It looked good. It was great. And then they finger poke of doomed us. I mean, I haven't been been more ticked off with an ending than like the finger poke of doom. And we'll get into it when we get into the reviews and stuff. Trust me, we'll have a lot to say about the reviews. But, to me... It was just like Vince just completely took everything that Triple H was working for and just threw it all away into the furnace exactly and just was. obliterated all the plans that he had going into WrestleMania. Vince said, no, wait. A Rhodes can't be a champion. He, he's a Rhodes. He, he's a Jim Crockett Promotions guy. He's an AEW guy. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. And so with, with, with all that... I, I think we can get into the reviews. Yeah, now, go ahead. Yeah, man. But so what we're gonna do with the reviews? Every show, Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, and Rampage, we're gonna rate it from one to five stars. We're not gonna spend a whole lot of time 
on every match. We're just going to highlight some of our highs and lows, what we liked and didn't like, or what we want to see, or what we think would work going into what we saw on each show. And we'll also talk about promos and backstage segments. At the end of the day, what are the highlights of the show, and what are the the you know the drizzling poo-poos, if you will? This is still a friendly child-friendly show. Yeah, we hope that it'll stay that way, but you, you never know. If Raw gets any worse... I we, can't make any promises. We might have changed the censorship on this thing. <laughs> All right. So, starting out with Monday Night Raw, from one to five stars, I gave the. I was being generous at first, but then when the main event happened, I lost all cherub-like demeanor, and I gave this a two. So I'm going to go on this without future sight and give the rating based on what I was sitting there watching. The first segment with Triple H coming out. I'm all hyped for. I, I get yeah. that. I, I mean, so if we're if we're talking about just the Triple H segment, are we talking about Triple H or Triple H right. plus Cody and Roman Reigns? So okay, yeah. So the whole thing put together, I'm mean, I, I'll probably get that about four stars actually. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, Triple H comes out, and that's our guy. That's my guy. Uh, I'm all in for Triple H. I I have been all in for Triple H. His whole career, right? And to see right. his journey and, and you know Raw after WrestleMania, and that's his first WrestleMania that he put together, and it was a masterpiece, record breaking, all that. He deserved to come out and and you know get a little "you deserve it" chant, and he did. And oh, yeah. I, I'm I, all for it. And with the news of Endeavor and Vince, we're all thinking it. He comes out and he says what we want him to say. What we want him to say. Now, okay. You're right. Later on in the night, we know that it's bullcrap. Exactly. But it, I'm ta- we're talking about in the moment. So in the moment, I'm all about it. He's he's telling me what I want to hear. He's assuring me. You know, I'm a fat girl in a in a dress that doesn't fit. And he's telling me I look pretty. Okay. I know it's not true, but it's what I want to hear. Okay. And then and then Cody and Roman come out, and I mean, here's the thing. Cody brings, I don't know what it is, maybe Roman really has just come into his own after years and years, but I really feel like Cody brings the best out of Roman in a promo. Absolutely. I mean, there's nobody that has challenged him Mm -hmm. on the microphone. Yep. Well, really, anybody could challenge Roman on the microphone because his promos have not been the best. That's why he needs Paul Heyman or he needs Sami Zayn. But he hasn't been having to rely. Like They've been able to talk to each other. I think it's because of the similarities. I think it's because of the fact that you got these guys who can relate to each other so much out of the ring that they can relate to each other in the ring as well. And and I'll give them credit because I'm right behind you with the whole Triple H coming out and reassuring us in the moment that everything was going to be okay. But then, and and I'll give the Rhodes and uh, Roman Reigns promo. It was fairly decent because in the beginning when I watched it, I'm thinking, okay, where do you go from here? Like, what are they going to say that hasn't already been said? Like we talked about before. And when I wasn't expecting out, the Brock. I wasn't expecting a tag team match. I wasn't expecting Brock Lesnar. And when they first presented it to me, because I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was upset. I was upset that Cody didn't come out as the champion. And we talked about that in the last episode. But when they came out, I was like, okay, this is you know, this is just a throwaway match. But hey, it should be fun. It's a great way for Cody to get his heat back, to get a win. Right. You know, it's a great way for Brock to you know put you know get one last little punctuation in before he goes on his. You know, whatever, how long Brock Lesnar break is. Right. And then, but then later we'll, we'll on. get to later on. But see, at, at the beginning, before I know what happened, which is why I hate what happened so bad. Right. The beginning was good. 
I say I give the beginning, like I said, once again, four stars. I give the beginning, the, you know, all the hype in the world, which is the problem. You can't hype people up just to cut their legs out from under them. Exactly. I mean, but I mean, the reason why I'm giving it too is just the whole overall experience yeah. of the night. I was expecting so much more. I was expecting all the surprises that you get out of a Raw after Mania. The only surprise that we got was Riddle returning, which I, did we I, even get that? In yeah, a, we did because he no. came out and interrupted the Miz. And and I'll give him credit. I'm I like Riddle. He's a great wrestler yeah. and everything. But to have that be the only surprise of the night, it's like. It, I mean, you're not even you're not even getting an NXT call up. Exactly, that's but what then, I was hoping for. Well, it's, you know, if it, you look at the dirt sheets, though, too, it starts to make sense why we didn't see any surprises, why we didn't see any outside signings or NXT call ups with the Endeavor signing. And I'll say this from a business end: with the Endeavor signing, they don't want to acquire any more talent, any more uh, what you would call liabilities, you know, on your P and L sheets. So more people that you have to pay, that's that's you know cuts down on your revenue. So when you're selling a company, you're not trying to have any moving parts at that point. You, you put a freeze on everything. So there's there's a hiring freeze, and they may not necessarily call it a hiring freeze, but let's face it, they're not moving anybody into any different positions right now that wasn't already there. The NXT call-ups didn't happen that we wanted to see. No outside talents come in that we wanted to see. Meanwhile, AEW's signing up a few of those people. We'll right. talk about that a little bit later. Right. But if you you know we get into the, the to the business side of things with this acquisition, we may not see any new talent for the next few months as, you know, the speed of business with mergers and acquisitions, closing final documents. I mean, the sale happened, but these things don't happen overnight. Right. So, I mean, I, 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 mean, we, I, we can, I see what you're saying with all that. I mean, and I understand it from that point of view, but just for the sake of a Raw after WrestleMania, you've got to let it live up to the hype. You got to do, do something. something. I agree. Do something than just having Seth Rollins come out and let people sing his song and then cut to a backstage segment. Give Rollins a match. Give him a match on the night after Raw. Yeah, I, I, don't, Raw I don't blame Seth Rollins after this this night. I don't blame Seth Rollins for the fact that he's mad. I don't blame Seth Rollins that he hasn't been on TV since. I wouldn't want to be on TV. I don't TV blame Drew McIntyre for not signing a new contract yet. No, it's becoming absolute garbage. So that's why I gave this a two. I, I get it. it. Now, moving on to AW Dynamite, I gave this one a four for various reasons. Of course, number one, Jay White is all elite. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. You were talking about Raw as a whole. I thought we were talking about the first segment of Raw. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Raw as a whole. Oh, Raw as a whole, I gave a zero. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I, was, I, I gave zeros. I thought we were talking about the first segment because the first segment was great, and then the middle segments were all twos, threes at best, and then the last segment was a negative five. Oh no, no, no! I mean, yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I'll give I give the the whole raw a, a half a star because you can't give a zero, so okay. I give it a half a star. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, yeah. I talking about the whole. You show. swindled me on that one, brother. You won't get me again, though. All right, but yeah, AEW Dynamite. I gave the whole show a four. That was a four as well. That was a solid four. That was Jay the White. best AEW Dynamite they've had in months. Absolutely. Not weeks, months. Now, do I wish that we had a conclusion with Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks? Yes. Yeah, but, I don't care after that. No, but I'm, after Jay White coming out, when Jay White came I do out, not care you, whatsoever. We have Bullet Club. For those of you who didn't listen to the second episode, go to the second episode and you'll know my opinion of Jay White and where I wanted to see Jay White 
possibly land in WWE. I don't care that he didn't land in WWE after that after I that Raw. You. He landed in it. I knew I he was. Gonna, I knew he was going to land in AEW. It was more likely juices there, Adams there. I get it, sense. but it was fantasy booking. It was a fantasy. Okay, like in my fantasy, I got eight pack abs. All right, it's not a join, thing. Join the club there. All right, bro. it's not a thing. All right, it's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> but All right? still. I mean, I knew there was no way that WWE was going to hire Jay White. There's no way because it makes more sense for Jay to go to AEW. Like it you does. Said, you've got Bullet Club. Yeah. You got Juice Robinson. You've got all the guys from mm-hmm. Young Bucks to Kenny Omega. Everybody. So then we get MJF Day. <sighs> MJF. I okay. Absolutely loved this segment. Okay, this we're both musicians. Everything. We're both musicians. Did he not kill Sinatra? Oh my gosh! I mean, this pennies in heaven. I mean, come on! Like, where does he come out with that? He does the whole thing. I, I don't know if MJF will ever hear this. Probably not because he listens to much better podcasts than we have. But or we're he, not I mean, mid. We're not. We're not big. But, but still, if he ever listens to this, please, please, MJF, record an album. I would buy that. I would pre-order that. I would post that all over my social media. MJF. Is f- absolute he's, fire. He's better than Robert Goulet. Oh my gosh, Robert who? <laughs> Did you ever watch those SNLs uh, where Will Ferrell played Robert Goulet oh, and they would do like the songs? I think that I think that was before my time. Yeah, was, uh, I forget. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, MJF Day, fantastic. And then you get a phenomenal main event, seven star FTR. Taking back the tag team championships, what a match! Because it looked like the guns were about to put FTR out of their misery, and just from bell to bell, this match was probably one of the best tag team matches I've watched in a while. It it was a, it was a fun, it was a phenomenal match. A little disjointed at the end. I'm I'm being nitpicky here, just because I know how good FTR matches can be. Uh, you know, going back to the stuff with Alpha Academy, um, even their, their uh, rivalry with DIY. Yeah. It's I, a little disjointed, but, you know, I'm going to give that more to the fact that they were trying to swerve and, and kind of keep the fans guessing. But, you yeah. know, the, the ending aside, yeah, no, I mean, this was a phenomenal match. Uh, I'd probably give it like four and a half stars as a match as a whole, just because I said the ending was a little loose. But the... The the payoff. Oh, the payoff was well worth Phenomenal. It. I mean, absolutely. I mean, they, they really did have you guessing. And congratulations to FTR for being one of those groups that keeps their business to themselves and allows for us, the fans, to not know what they're doing or where they're going right. so that we can be fully invested in a match. Because if we knew FTR was leaving, we would know they're losing. And, right. we, and if we knew they were staying, we'd know they were winning. Exactly. And my only question is, is how did the Monday after Raw, if anything, did that affect their decision? Was there a potential that they went and then they saw what happened there with the purchase of Endeavor and Vince getting back in and everything and they said, absolutely not. We're not going back out there where we're a joke act and you know we're I, running around with our pants off and itch cream in our trunks. Honestly, I never thought about it until now. But, I mean, yeah, you make a great point. Because, I mean, with everything that was going on with WWE, with the sale and everything, and especially, like you said, everything after uh, WrestleMania, it made sense for them. Because it's like, mm-hmm. why would I want to go and be a part of that three-ring circus with all that going on? 
now that Vince, so in, I, in that moment, had creative say over what was going on, making last-minute changes with the scripts and everything. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, that's you know, it's one of my things that makes me it makes me ask myself, you know, did did Vince coming back make a lot of people in AEW's decision to leave WWE easier on their minds? Oh, definitely. You know, because whether whether they want to admit it or not, like a lot of those guys left, and then very shortly Triple H came back, and they had to have been thinking this was the guy that really got you know he did a great job with us in NXT, but then we went over into WWE and we started getting buried. So of course we're gonna get out. So they leave, and then the guy that they came in to work for. The guy that was helping them make more money, have a better character, increase their craft, that guy is now in charge. And you have to wonder how much that plays into a, a person's mind when they're doing the day-to-day job. And it leads me to my next question. Is that the main issue that AEW might have had over the last six months with all the issues in the in the back, with all the you know backstage politics, everything going on there? The, the fact that you've got all these wrestlers that are, you know, they're, they're openly discontent. Or is this just one giant work? Because it seems to me like for six months, WWE was on fire. It was hot. The build to WrestleMania was great. It's probably one of the best WrestleMania builds I've seen in years. And then AEW was, once again, was, was horse caca, right. for lack of a better term. And now you, you've done a complete reverse. It's You've weird, got we talked AEW. About this before. We, it, talk, we talked about this before, where it's whenever WWE has a good day, then AEW has a bad day, uh-huh. and then vice versa. AEW has a good day, WWE has a bad day. It's yeah. it's always a seesaw that's it's been going zero on. It's a zero sum game. I don't know why that is. It's it's mind boggling to me. So my question is: Is are we being worked? Um, you know, it's very possible, honestly, at this point, because you never know what's going to happen nowadays, especially with WWE and AEW. It, it it's all a mystery at this point, but. It's a fun journey, and I'm I'm loving being a part of it. Me too, and it was a great great match, phenomenal. But here's another thing to talk about in in a, this week in AEW. You see, you have MJF Day, and I mean, absolutely phenomenal promo segment. Everything's great about it, and then you have it interrupted by Jungle Boy, and I think it was great. It was a, it was a, it was a great end of the segment. It's a great way to build Jungle Boy, but. Are you sold on Jungle Boy? Are we sold on Sammy Guevara or Darby Allen? Because, you know, the following week we've got, and we'll kind of get into that too, we've got the Darby Allen promo. Right. The next week. Which pillar are you the biggest, if you, had to pick, if you had to pick one of the pillars right now, other than MJF, which pillar are you leaning towards? See, I, I can't really answer that right now just because... It's hard for me to see or try and picture where they go from if they choose one of the pillars mm-hmm. to knock down MJF. Because you can go so many directions with Darby Allen. Because it's basically it would be a retribution story for him. Because MJF brags about beating him with a headlock takeover. And it's just been eating away to where Darby Allen wants that retribution. Mm-hmm. And now that he's had Sting in his corner, giving him that mentorship, which we'll get into something about Sting here after probably maybe the next episode. But it makes sense to Slow go with Darby Allen. Ladies and gentlemen. It go it makes sense to go with him. But then you have Jungle Boy and 
they have had rock star matches mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, Jungle Boy is one of those underdog-like characters, just like Darby Allen, where the people can get behind him. Mm-hmm. The people would love to see him as world champion. And then you have Sammy Guevara, who is a good heel, but... He's not he a good no, face. That's the problem. He's with, not a good with, face. But Sam, I don't think he wants to be a face. I don't think they want him to be a face. I don't think they want him to be a face, but like I said, I don't really think they, that he, he knows quite how to fit in that. He reminds me of a young Randy Orton. Yeah, very athletic, yeah. very talented, very good at being a cocky, schmarmy, I want to punch you in the face heel. And then when we tried him as a face, it's like we like you because you're good at what you do, but we don't want to cheer for you. Right. So, it, it I'm not really sure who to go for during this Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, was, sure. I was asking to get the juices flowing. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, like I, said, I don't see Sammy being the guy because he can't be a face. So no. you're not going to have a heel versus a heel, especially you're not going to have heel versus heel if you're going to trade out from MJF. There's no trading down. No. Like, like you don't want to trade down. you got MJF right now. Any face can chase MJF, and it's going to be compelling because he's just that good of a heel. So you've got to look at your two faces, and right now it's Darby and Jungle Boy. And, you know, Darby reminds me of Cactus Jack, of, of Mankind, of Mick Foley. Yeah. You know, he, you know, of Jeff Hardy. He is the, you know, the daredevil. He's pretty Not, much AEW stunt, man. Like, he's he he's AEW stunt. He will, he will probably carry the AEW world title at some point in his career. Oh, it won't, be, it won't be very long. No. Um, and you know, I will say his his promo work is is getting better. So you know, well that'll leave that. But I I do think that there's money in and Jungle Boy. Not as Jungle Boy though. Yeah. Um, more Jack Perry. Jack Perry needs Boy. to grow up. Yeah. Jack Perry needs to evolve to his next you know character, his next level, and then he's going to be marketable as a, as a world champion. Right. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what they're doing with the pillars, how they're going to evolve, because what they're doing is really wonderful. And this is where I give them all the credit in the world is they're building everybody up. Everybody's getting a push. Everybody's getting a push in this. This is not just one person that's getting a push from this. They're all generating heat together. Which is what they should have been doing for a long time, mm-hmm. but then you keep bringing in all these guys from like the Lucha Brothers or Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks or the guys that have, like everybody knows and everybody knows mm-hmm. who they are know, knows how good they are. But then you have guys like Miro, guys like Jungle Boy, guys like Darby Allen, guys like Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have all these guys with all the potential in the world, mm-hmm. but they're not getting the push that they need. And we've talked about this yeah, outside okay. of the podcast. Outside I mean, of the podcast, I think Miro is the most underutilized Monster heel in the business today, Lance Archer. Lance Another Archer. One. Yeah, you put you put the belt on guys like that, and they have not only do they have the work rate, but they have the ability to actually talk. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of monster heels in this world that require a mouthpiece, but you take a guy like Miro, Lance Archer, they don't need any of that. No. So I why they're not at the top of the card, I have no idea. But we're we're not here to complain about that. We're here to Talk about wrestling and entertain you. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with this. I'm like, okay, what have we got, John? Well, you know why we're here. Yeah. We- All right, shifting gears. Now we go from AEW back to WWE with Friday Night SmackDown. Great SmackDown compared to how bad the Raw was, but not as good as SmackDowns have been. No, and it was decent. 
I was like, I was expecting just the biggest crap shoot there was. Like I was literally like expecting you know a Katie Vick special with a Shockmaster intro yeah, and the Poke of Doom and um, I don't know something with Mae Young's baby's hand growing into a full fist. I don't know. <laughs> I was expecting just an absolute poop shoot. Same thing. I mean, so, but. For this, I gave it three stars. Yeah, overall, I, think that's fair. I gave it three stars because, well, here's some of the things that I was okay. I was glad to see that they finally did something with Judgment Day and LWO. Yes, I was glad they finally did something with it. Was it what I wanted it to be? Not very much because they didn't really do much as far as storyline goes. They just had a match with the tag teams here. Yeah, and so was it everything we I wanted see, it to be? No, it moves the story along. We see what's going on. Rhea, Zelina. Dominic and Damien, you know, they're going to do their thing with Ray and Bad Bunny. But obviously the LWO is going to be somewhat involved with this. Exactly. It's the story along. I can go with it. There's no absolute garbage like there was on Monday. So, right. you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, you know, if you, know, if you eat crap on Monday, then Brussels sprouts taste like filet mignon on Friday. Exactly. Now... Another one of the things, and this is kind of something that a lot of people didn't talk about, but the match between Ricochet and Ivar, I wanted to see more of that. Oh, Ricochet and Ivar, I mean, you got these two guys who, I mean, Ivar is pound for pound one of the most uh, nimble heavyweights you're ever going to see. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of him doing the cartwheels, him doing the handspring elbow drops, everything. I I wanted more, and it just kind of left me just with... An empty stomach after the match because I was like, "This is great! You've got all the action that you would get from Ricochet great, and from great Ivar. talents that are being underused because of lack of creative." I mean, it's, that's, it's, it's sad. It's fun to watch. It's but it's it really is. It's like bittersweet. You you watch it and you go, "Yay! Give me more of this, please!" Right. And but then at the you end, know you're not going to get anything. That's just a throwaway match. Right. And so uh, with that, then at the end you got the whole bloodline segment, and it's like. Okay, where do they go from here? Because I think they might have a continuation of the whole uh, tag team match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Well, it definitely seems like where they're but, going is that they're going to have a rematch. They're they're throwing Solo into the situation so that they can kind of draw the story out a little longer. Right. But the the question is. Is, is who turns first. Right. I think that's the, what we're playing, the, the game of cat and mouse that we're playing in this storyline is who turns first. And I'm going to call, I, I, honestly, I'm going to throw that out and I'm going to call it right here. I'm going to say that Roman takes down either Jimmy or Jay because Solo is going to be Roman's new uh, right-hand man. Agreed. It's no longer going to be Jay. I think that Solo is going to be that one that is pretty much Roman Reigns' quote-unquote bodyguard for the mm-hmm. time being. But then, of course, he'll, he'll turn on him at some point. But I think that at some point, he's going to drop Jimmy or Jay, one or the other, if not both. But it, it's, it's hard for me to say where they go from with the whole Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the bloodline. Because going into WrestleMania Backlash, I mean, they're going to have a rematch for the titles. They've got to. But then, I, I don't know if it was the dirt sheets or what it was that I saw, but 
Some people are saying that they may give the titles back to the Usos because you yeah, got the I next because you've got the next event coming up in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn Sammy's can't go. Not going. He does. He's going to get killed, which is sad. But I mean, I mean that that is what it is. That's why I mean it's why Sammy dropped. Uh, I think Sammy dropped an Intercontinental title belt before the event in Saudi Arabia. Um, I think Daniel dropped a belt before an event in Saudi Arabia as well. Right. I mean, those things, it just happens. I mean, at the end of the day, you can drop the belt and then put it right back on right after. Like, those aren't those aren't big deals. But with the bloodline at this point, I'm glad that you have such a, a direct line view of what's going on. Because I'm watching this storyline and the path that it had and the focus that it had... I almost feel like they don't know what to do with it. Right. It seems like it's meandering. Like it's, you know, there's still an opportunity, but they're not quite sure what that opportunity right. is. It's like they don't know where to go with they, the storyline. Yeah, the the I would expect we'll probably see the next few weeks not a whole lot. Uh, probably similar promos repeating themselves, getting right. a little bit old, and then maybe after backlash we might have you know, something that helps move the story forward. Right. But that after seeing SmackDown, I really felt like, okay, we've already seen all of this play out. Exactly. Why are we watching this? Right. And then we go to AEW Rampage. We're not, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on nah. this. Just cause Rampage only- is still not where it needs to be. AEW Dynamite, and what was say the last two weeks of Dynamite have been phenomenal. And right. Rampages, as a result, have been slightly better but if you're if you're strapped for time, you know, because there's a lot of wrestling in the world and there's a lot there's only so many hours in the day, uh, you know, I will highly suggest uh, you take a long deuce during the Monday after the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Yes. What's in the toilet is better than what was on the screen. Agreed. Do not do not miss AEW Dynamite. No. Watch do- SmackDown. Enjoy it for what it is and hope for improvements over the next few weeks. Right. And so with Rampage, I mean, I gave the whole event a two because the only decent match on there was Hook versus Ethan Page. That was the only match that was somewhat decent. Everything else I I I like, well, I don't even really like, I say I love Hook. The Hook versus Ethan Page match, I'd really like to see those guys go because I love Ethan Page as a worker. Oh, he's. I love Ethan Page as as a talker too. He. He's a whole package guy. I mean, he's a little young, so I guess obviously, you know, you got MJF is the is the guy who's young and fully engaged with the crowd. Ethan Page is time. He's he's time. Yeah. Hook's got all the time in the world. Um, I'd like to see really good matches out of Hook soon, like something longer than you know a five ten minute match. Right. I'd love to see a twenty minute you know match with Hook. I know he's really young, but I, I can see it in him. Oh, yeah, it's and, gonna happen. Uh, I mean, my my favorite part of that match is was not the match; it's the it's the tease. Oh yeah, it's the tease, and and we'll we'll talk about the tease um, in the next episode. Exactly. And so with that tease, I mean, Triple H announced it on Friday. We got the draft coming up again. That was the okay, that was and probably the best part of SmackDown was yeah. Triple H announcing the draft, and so. In honor of the draft that is coming. Drum roll, please. Yours is better than mine. Okay. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. 
you're taking my heat. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I had to, okay? All right. I'll trust trust like me, that. Maddie gets on to me about like, rolling my R's and stuff. She's like, I can't do that. It's like, well, it, you just have to practice. She's like, but I can't do it. I can't do it either. Darn it. <laughs> just take well, practice. So, we, on the next episode, you've got to tune in. You can't miss it. Better watch it. You better listen to it. Better listen to it. We we you can't watch it yet. We are going to be doing a draft of our own. What? We will be drafting. I will be SmackDown. Cody will be Raw. It's going to be epic. Anything could happen. We got the full roster at our disposal. We're just basically going to have a mock draft to where we pick superstars from the brands from Raw and SmackDown. And pick our top ten. We're going to have ten rounds. Ten rounds. Everybody will pick one superstar. Of Jose Cuervo? No. No, 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 no. It's not that kind of show. (laughs) So, we will pick ten superstars, and we'll kind of have the rules in place. We'll get into details of it in the next episode. But it's basically just going to be our mock draft, and you can do it with us. You can pick your top ten as well, and if you have any comments about that or are looking forward to the draft, just let us know. But we're excited about the next episode. We're excited about future episodes coming up. And if you do create a draft, we will be bringing you a social media page in the coming days. Yes, it is happening. So like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us if you're enjoying. Or even if you hate us, click subscribe so that... You can continue to hate us. Exactly. We love the hate. And send us your your comments. If you've got a draft, send us your draft list. If you listen and you think that one of us won, tell us who you think won. And if you think that Cody's drum roll was better than mine, keep it to yourself. Oh, come on. See you guys. See you guys.